all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Good morning. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Lifestyle Medicine Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And today we're going to be talking about grocery shopping, how you get in, stay on a budget, and still manage to eat healthy. If you have a question or a comment for us today about anything nutrition-related and especially grocery shopping, you can give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. You can send me an email at fit at mpbonline.org. We'll be back after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And joining me in studio today is Elena Dent. She is a registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator. And we're going to be talking about one of the topics that I get a ton of questions about in clinic and on social media, and that's grocery shopping. Um, It seems that folks are uh, stressed out when it comes to uh, going to the grocery store and putting together healthy meals on a budget. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about today. If you have a question or a comment, or if you want to share any tips that you have for making healthy, nutritious dinners, you can give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672-7464. Or if you don't want to talk on the air, you can always send me that email at fit at mpbonline.org, and I'll be happy to answer your question that way. So good morning, Elena. Good morning. I'm glad you were able to come and uh, join us today. And it's your first time here with us on Southern Remedy. So it won't be your last, though. Um, I tend to love to bring on dietitians because you guys are the experts when it comes to what we are supposed to be eating. And I say supposed to be because we we don't always get it quite right. right. We are human. (laughs) We are human. So sometimes we uh, choose less than healthy options, but that doesn't mean that we're bad or anything like that. Just means we need to reset and refocus. So there was actually um, a survey that was done and it was published out at the beginning of 2019 from the American Heart Association. And it said that 95% of shoppers at least sometimes seek healthy options, right? So we kind of all start with the 
I want to eat healthier when we go into the grocery store. Um, but only about a quarter of those same folks that were surveyed found that it was um, easy to determine what products were good for them. Yeah. Yeah. There's so a that lot confusion. Information. Yeah. Information yeah. overload. Um, I call it nutrition confusion uh, yeah. sometimes because there's so many different competing um, messages out there. You know, should I eat, you know, paleo or keto or a vegan right. or, you know, only eat orange food or or only eat cabbage, you know, right. all these different grapefruit. kinds of things. Right, great. Yeah, I just couldn't imagine. I don't like grapefruit. I'm sure there are people who do enjoy grapefruit, but I couldn't imagine making it the uh, focus of my particular dietary pattern at any point in time. Um, but there is a lot of different competing information out there. So, you know, when you do you get a lot of questions about grocery shopping? I do. Yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, I, so much um, that I see in clinic or that I get emails or social media posts about grocery shopping. And one thing that I see um, as one of the biggest barriers is not planning. Correct. Yeah, you see that as well. That would probably be the number one thing is have a game plan. Right. 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 Because when you go in, if you if you don't have a game plan, um, what I see happen is uh, if you're if you're health focused, so maybe you've kind of uh been to the doctor and they've said you know you really got to work on what you're eating and you're like okay i'm super motivated i'm going to the grocery store but you go without a plan what winds up in the cart um junk trash because you get overwhelmed right or you fill your cart with two hundred dollars worth of stuff that sits in your fridge and then you never eat that one i see it so much you know they'll uh you'll go in the produce section and just all the things all the things all the things three or four different kinds of fruit all the different kinds of veggies and some of those veggies you know you don't know how to fix exactly (laughs) you don't even know what it is come back and say well (laughs) i bought it all but nope nobody ate it so right. i just you know it was expensive and i wasted all this money right right or you know or it, it went bad in the refrigerator and yep. i never even got the chance to use it because i didn't no. know i don't know what to do with it right. right didn't know what to do with it and so then it becomes the that just perpetuates that thought that to eat healthy it has to be all or nothing right and it has to be expensive yes right because yep. we wasted all this money because we yep. wound up throwing it in the garbage can yep. but if we have some form of plan yes then yes. we're much more likely to purchase the things that we know we're going to use right you know i mean if you just purchase three different kinds of veggies and you have no meals in mind for those yep it becomes much easier to fix a meal that is more familiar right because we're creatures of habit we eat i mean you know we eat and buy lots of the same things Mm -hmm. so i always encourage people you know i'm always excited for someone if they say you know i'm ready to make this change Mm -hmm. i'm going to get all this healthy stuff this is great um and then they try to change everything at once and fill their cart up with, you know, all veggies, which is great. But then, like you said, we don't know what to do with it. Right. Um, so, you know, I always say, let's have a game plan. Number one, first thing, mm-hmm. um, don't go in without a list. Yes. <laughs> and you may say, I don't have time to make a list. Right. Well, you can tell Siri to make a list for you. You can. Um, there are also some great apps. Any list is probably my favorite one. Oh, I don't think I've tried that one. Yeah, it's Any free. List. It's cool. called Any List. It is free. And every time you think of something that you want to add or need to add to your grocery list, it will categorize it for you. Shut up. Uh-huh. For the different sections. And then the best part about it is that you can share it. So, like, you can send it to your husband or your kids or whoever. You you know, you don't have time to do grocery shopping, but you did the game plan, right? So then you, you can, can just make- share it with someone or even if they're not going to do the grocery shopping, it gives them an opportunity to look at it and say, okay, well, what about 
this and have some input, right? And I find kids will really love that too. If they have an in, get to have an input, um, then they're more likely to try some of those things. That so. is fantastic. So I just looked it up um, mm-hmm. to make sure you know what platforms it was available on. Yep. It is in the Apple Store, in the um, App Store, on Google Play, and Android. So that any list out there sounds like an awesome um, way to create a list because it, that sounds very similar to the way that I teach uh, list creation and, yep. and planning because if you don't know where the foods are located in your store, mm-hmm. you're going to walk up and down every single yes. aisle. And then you're going to be frustrated, you're going to be tired, and then you're just going to just say, well, oh, whatever. Right. Just... Or, like, then you get enticed by things that are on aisles that you didn't even yeah. need to go down to start with. Yep. You know, I mean, yep. there's there's probably not anything needed on the cookie and chip aisle. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if, right. if unless you have a right. very specific thing you're going for, just wandering up and down yeah. that aisle is not going to be a if, good outcome. If I walk by the Oreos, I'm going to try to justify to myself. Right. You know, why I should get those Oreos. Right, right. Yeah. Well, for me, it's Doritos. Like, yeah. you know, if I see a bag of Doritos, my mouth immediately, like, fills up with spit. And right. I'm like, oh, my gosh, those would be so good. Right. You know, and right. especially if I'm hungry, which we can talk exactly. a little bit about yes. um, as well, then those things are more likely to end up in my cart. Yeah. So the way I usually teach um, grocery shopping is, you know, uh, making your list and and learning your store about about which aisles those foods are on. Yes. So that if you don't need anything on aisle five, you don't go down aisle five, you know, so I build my lists um, by aisle. So I have like a big blank sheet of paper that has like aisle one, two, three, blah, 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 however many aisles are in my store and whatever foods I want whatever aisle they're in that's where I write it that way I also don't wind up having to go back to the same aisle yeah. so many times you know you'll yep. go down aisle two and you'll get what you need and then you get all the way to the end of the store and you're like crap oh, I forgot yeah. such and such which is also on aisle two so now I got to go back right and then I got distracted by the end cap stuff you know the oh, things that are caps. oh those end caps <laughs> things that are put on the end of the store um that are often on sale and usually not the healthiest choices right. down exactly there right. right like I've never seen a big chunk of asparagus sitting on the end no, of the, I haven't either. The, end I haven't of the either. end caps really put those we challenge Oreos. you Kroger Right, <laughs> that's, where, that's where we find those Oreos and those Doritos yep. um, for those impulse buys. So having that plan um, really can can pay off. So I'm definitely going to download that app and and try it and see what what's what with that. Yep. Because the way I do it um, now is I'm also a big fan of the uh, apps that allow you that are they're specific to the grocery store that you're using mm-hmm. that will allow you to build your cart yep. and pay for it and then somebody brings it to your car. Oh yeah, Clicklist yeah. is great. Yeah, yeah, especially for people if you're just trying to get into the healthy eating and you you have this game plan but you're still overwhelmed when you go right. in the grocery store right you know have your game plan but then um like you said have them bring it to you basically do right. the click list um and start that way and that can help you ease into the yeah and it's not about being lazy like you right. know when those first came out i was like you're too lazy to go in the grocery store right no it, like, nope. and, and okay so i have two kids i have an 11 year old and an eight-year-old and if you take them in the grocery store i don't know what happens when you walk through the doors of the grocery store but they lose their minds yes. you know and it becomes can i have this can i have, have this? this can right. i have this can i have this can i have this and it's never can i have an apple you know i mean right. it's always you know, can i have these um snack cakes and, and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff and so it's it's either you know 
uh, you wind up having a meltdown in the store <laughs> yeah. or you just give in because yeah. you're too tired to, to deal right. with it. And if those things get in your cart and if they make it into your home, you're going to eat it. You're going to eat them, right. you know. Right. So, you know, it's just a it takes the temptation out of yes. out of the whole situation. You don't find yourself at the register grabbing you know, the Snickers or the peanut or soda, something like that in there. So it really is just a a nice way to uh, let somebody else do the grunt work and then you still be able to reap the benefits of that, uh, uh, those healthy food items on there. But again, it takes some planning. And so we're going to talk some more about planning and the way I think that planning should start the way that I start my planning. um, When we come back from this first break, if you've got a question or a comment for us about healthy eating, about nutrition, about grocery shopping. We'd love to hear from you. I'd also love to hear if you have any tips or tricks for getting in and out of the grocery store quickly and uh, with a health focus. Our number is one mpb ring It's 1-877-672-7464. We'll be back in just a few. MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at UMMC. Joining me in the studio today is Elena Dent. She is a registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator. So we are happy to take any questions or comments about healthy eating in general. But the focus that we've uh, chosen today is on healthy grocery shopping. You know, how we get in the grocery store with a budget in mind, with health focus in mind, and with deliciousness in mind. Because mm-hmm. food should still taste good. Yeah. So if you've got a question or a comment, now is a perfect time to do that because we've got open lines. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, and our emails fit at mpbonline.org. So before the break, we have been talking about planning, and the way I like to start with planning is what my meals are actually going to be for the week, yep. you know, because even if I go with a list, I, if I don't have an idea of what it is I'm going to make, right. then you forget things, right? So you go to, to make whatever it is you thought you were going to make, and you realize you don't, don't have, have X, Y, or Z for yep. it, and then you end up getting takeout. Exactly. You know? Yep. Um, and... It's also a time not to try, like, all new recipes. Right. 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 I see that so much. You know, uh, Pinterest is a great thing, and you can come (laughs) up with lots of different stuff on there. Uh, But uh, just because you're moving into a healthier eating pattern doesn't mean you have to create all new recipes. Right. Right. So what are your recommendations for that? Um, Like you said, don't do four new recipes in the week, right? Maybe choose one or two new recipes you want to try. And then recipes that you're really comfortable with that, you know, your family enjoys, um, try to make those a little healthier or lighter. So 
um, we were kind of talking about maybe if you were trying to substitute some of the ground beef for either leaner meat or like ground turkey mm-hmm. or using half the ground beef with half lentils. Right. Um, you know, a couple things like that. Yeah. Um, for sure. It's just, a, it's a process. You know, it is. It's not an all or nothing situation. Exactly. You know, I, anyway, we can cut back on things. Exactly. And I, I cannot stress enough to make changes, you know, just a couple changes at a time. Right. Um, cause when we try to go zero to 60, um, you know, and change, cause most of us have been eating the way we eat for a pretty long time. Right. So, um, you know, it's a process to change that and take small steps and that's more likely to, you're more likely to make those changes and keep those changes. Right. 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 And, well, and not make your family like, right. Want to move out. You right. Know, exactly. If, you, <laughs> if right. you go from, you know, the foods that they are familiar and comfortable with to a completely new recipe set, then it's almost like mutiny. Right. There, you're going to get you some know? pushback for sure. And so, so we don't want mealtime to be a struggle. It should not be a struggle. Yeah. It shouldn't be a stressful thing um, for sure. And so, you know, making those small changes and trying to, you know, get your family on board, small, small things at a time. And chances are they won't even notice some mm-hmm. things, right? If mm-hmm. you're trying to change, you know, for example, trying to get more whole grains and whole wheat pasta, you know, instead of doing right. the just regular refined and flour. just don't tell them. Just like, don't tell them or mix <laughs> half and half until they get used to that. That's right. You know, for milk, for the longest uh-huh. time, <laughs> when I first met my husband, he drank whole milk. Mm. And so, you know, you can take if someone uh, hear so many times from patients, well, I'm not drinking skim milk. That tastes like water. Or it looks like blue. It looks blue. It, looks like it has blue, a blue right? color yeah. to it. They're like, that's blue yeah. milk. I'm not drinking that. You know, that. so step down and get half a gallon of whole milk and half of 2% and mix those together and get used to that and step down to 2% right. and get used to that. You know, you can do that with so many foods and your family will just become normal and gradual change that they didn't even notice happened. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. Um, I found I do that with... Um, cauliflower rice so you know um now i mean rice is evil but rice can you can quickly consume a lot of carbon calories for not a not a huge amount of rice and so i still eat rice it's a a brown rice with a nice whole grain but to stretch it so that i still get a full plate of food without over consuming you know too much carbohydrate then i'll throw cauliflower rice half and half in there so it's not getting rid of the rice because then i'm losing the benefits of that nice whole grain exactly but it's stretching it out a little bit more so the way i start with uh when i approach grocery shopping is again with those meals and the the easiest way i found to do it was to designate each day to a theme yeah yeah so before um i went completely plant-based my monday meals were always meatless monday like that yeah. was the plan that we were going to have and so my family knew that they knew it was yeah. monday so tonight was likely going to be some kind of pasta dish because pasta dishes are easy to right. to adapt to a meatless type of, of situation and then tuesdays were taco tuesdays yep. you know so we knew that there was always going to be some kind of of mexican focus to that whether it be a taco salad or burritos or actual tacos it was going to be kind of latin inspired and then we always planned in a a takeout night yeah because wednesday nights at our house we have boy scouts at 7 p.m that is late you mean you're you're busy with kids i just you know just a smidge you know just a smidge in there um and so we always built in that that midweek thing and i found that to be very beneficial for just for my mental health yes. to kind of have that midweek right breather right of, of not having it's like to, giving to yourself cook. permission right because yeah. it can still work into a healthy eating absolutely plan for sure. absolutely and we yeah. by planning that that takeout meal yeah. we actually made better choices at takeout than if we just waited yep. until we were hangry 
and it's eight o'clock at night and right. you're trying to get them in the bed and exactly. you're like, whatever. Fine, just, we'll just order pizza. Right, right. right. Um, and then uh, I would also usually build in like a soup night mm-hmm. meal so that we would have um, soup that we could then take for lunches yep. as well and a crock pot day you know so just having a focus for those different days then let me just take recipes from you know kind of the list that we know that our family enjoys and plug those things in then after i got the meals or i know what i'm cooking just go to the cabinets take a peep around in there Mm -hmm. and see what you have that goes in those meals right and then make your grocery list of the things that you need to pick up. Right. That way you don't buy three of everything. Yes. And yeah. I don't think people always realize how much money you end up saving by planning out yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, because, you know, you're at the grocery store and you go, I don't know if I, I have, have this. this. Yeah. So I get it. I, I see it a lot around Thanksgiving and then you have four jars of poultry seasoning in your right. cabinet. <laughs> That you yeah. use one time a year. And like, what yeah. The heck? What am I, I going to do, do with this? You know. <laughs> yeah. So just taking that. I mean, it takes me five minutes to yeah. just go through and see. You know what I have in the cabinet and what I need to pick up from the store, and then yeah. I go and add it. You know, either to a click list or to um, you know a, a, a paper list. There's nothing wrong with using a paper list that's organized um, by aisle, and that just lets you get in and out of the grocery store quickly yep. with all the things that you need um, and stay on on budget. Yeah, because you, know, you didn't overbuy things that you don't right need right now i do encourage flexibility in that you know if i write a, a meal that we're gonna have maybe asparagus tonight yep. and i get there and the asparagus is 4.99 to pound yep right because that I'm happens all the time right <laughs> but the green beans are a dollar 99 a pound right we're having green beans right exactly. i mean that yes. that yes you have to you have to give yourself permission to be flexible, right? Right. right. So, but that's a that's a lateral swap, right? right. Or swapping one green veg for for, for the other, right? Yep. Same deal if you were doing taters, right? You right. know, taters are on sale versus sweet potatoes, right? You know, which one am I going to pick up? It's going to be the one that's on sale, exactly. You know, um, and I always shop that little um, section in the produce thing that's like the the oops section, oops, yeah, that has the it, ugly stuff in it, yeah. <laughs> For a couple of reasons. One, I feel bad for ugly produce. Like I they feel, need love, too. Right? Yeah. I mean, I kind of think that, you know, I mean, their job in life was to be purchased and consumed, and now they're right. just sad sitting there because they're bruised or ugly. So exactly. they, they always go home with me yeah. um, from that section. And it's usually things that... They are still good. They are still good. We are just so used to always seeing perfect produce, right? right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got potatoes the other day um, uh, in the little end cap, and there was yep. nothing wrong with them. I mean, yeah. I don't even know why they were in the, the end cap, because I couldn't find anything wrong Listen, with them. Listen, if I see an avocado over there, I do a happy oh day. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, avocado, bless it. It's one of those that there is a very short window right. of time. And I see, when, when I see people buy the big bag of avocados. And I'm like, I hope I'm you're like, doing that for a party right? or something. Like, you better be making a whole ton of guacamole today, today. because that, you're going to waste right. all of that, you know. Right. Um, or you're making a whole heck of a lot of avocado toast. So, you know, don't feel, with, with produce that has a very, very short health, uh, shelf life, really make sure you've got a plan for when yes. you use that or those avocados yeah. will not last very long there. Um, yeah. But bananas are usually in that um, yes. section of go, about to go bad. And they're usually the mm-hmm. ones that are starting to turn a little bit of brown, yep. which are so sweet. Yes, they are so sweet. And they're perfect for... You know, um, if you're going to make banana bread or something, yeah, banana right? bread, banana muffins. Um, you know, I make a really good um, vegan banana yep. mu- banana nut muffin, yep. and that's perfect for meal banana prep. Banana pancakes. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or just mashing them up in your oatmeal. You yes, because they're a natural sweetener. Yes, going to give you some really good stuff, and you can freeze those suckers. Oh yeah. You know, you now peel them. 
and just break them into chunks and yep. put them in a Ziploc bag. Um, and I do that anyway with all my bananas. You right. know, if there's one left on the thing that has kind of gone past yeah. when my kid is going to eat it, I just right. break it up and put it in that bag. Right. There's no reason for a banana to be thrown away. Yeah, you can always <laughs> do something with that banana there. And my husband always says, that banana looks bad. That banana's not bad. That banana's supposed to be something delicious. delicious. <laughs> you, just, you just hide and watch, friend. Yeah. All right. So we'll go ahead and take um, our next break of the hour. When we come back, I want to address that confusion piece that people have about what products are maybe the ones that should wind up in our cart and the ones that maybe mm-hmm. should stay there the majority right. of the time. If you've got a question or a comment, our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring and our email is fit at mpbonline.org. We'll be back in just a few. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back to MPB Think Radio and Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell. Joining me in the studio today is Elena Dent. She is a registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator. And we've been talking about grocery shopping today and how to do that um, with a health focus. If you have a question about grocery shopping and how you can make that happen on a budget and be healthy, now's a perfect time to call us. That number is one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. So I mentioned a survey at the beginning of the um, show from the American Heart Association that talked about just confusion when people go to the grocery store. And we talked about um, that, that the majority of folks, when they go in the grocery store, have some kind of um, thought of, I want to make a healthier choice, right. right? But the same survey said about 59% of people were somewhat or strongly confused by health advice. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that. And, you know, I think it's only gotten worse over time with social media mm-hmm. because there are so many people that that's their their job, like they're social media influencers, right? you know? Um, and so, you know, I mean, of course I'm on social media and, and, and posting health related content, you know, on a daily basis. I just always encourage folks, whoever it is that you're following mm-hmm. on social media, make sure that they have the credentials to back up right. the, the health information that they are, are giving right. you. Because right. everybody can argue that they're a nutrition expert, right. 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 right? I know what I eat and what works for me. Right, so. right, right. And so, you know, as I mentioned at the top of the show, the experts on good nutrition will always be your registered dietitians. I mean, that's what that's what you guys went to school for is to is that to is. learn all that. You know, huh. I uh, we really like food. You really like food, you know, <laughs> and I really liked food, too. You know, and if I uh, get a second go at life, I think I'm going to come back as a registered dietitian <laughs> because y'all have all the fun when it comes to food. Um, but 
you know, and that's why when people say, you know, how many calories should I be eating? I say, well, you're going to need to talk to a registered dietitian right. to construct that for you because it's, it's more than just calories. It's whatever, you know, other chronic illnesses you may have yes. going on because it, it matters. You know, if you've got kidney issues, right. we need to build those things differently. And that's a registered dietitian who's going to do that for you. Also, when you're looking at health information that's posted online, see what um, if it's a purchased uh, opinion, mm-hmm. right? And so most folks will put hashtag um, sponsored, sponsored or right. hashtag ad in there, something yes. like that. Or they will verbally say, this is brought to you by so-and-so. Right. And it doesn't mean that particular product is bad, right? but they are being paid for their their yes. support of that particular brand item. So maybe somewhat biased. Maybe somewhat biased there, um, but they, they can still be great products um you'll usually see if i post a um an actual product i'll say this is they do not pay me to say (laughs) that i like this particular brand of whatever it is um because my opinion cannot be purchased so you know uh that if i'm very vocal about uh if i think a product is lying to you i will tell Tell you you. that that product is lying to you um about that all right we do have a yeah, we do have a uh, call this morning um, on the road from Caitlin. So we're going to go talk to Caitlin on the road. Hello, how are you? Hey, hi, I'm doing great. Um, I'm really enjoying listening to your show. Great, thank you. Um, my comment is, I think that um, I like your categories by aisle, but mm-hmm. I can't do that because I don't want to, I feel like that would be more stress for me because I go to a few different grocery stores. Gotcha. And I don't want to just plan it out. I plan my, first I do my meal plan, mm-hmm. and then I categorize it, my list, by category. So I'll have vegetables, meat, mm-hmm. dairy, and then bread. And then that, and then I know where all they are in each grocery right. store. And so that just really, and it really does cut your grocery time in half. So much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that that's the thing about it is there's not going to be one kind of carbon copy way that works for everyone. Right. But the the actual one thing that will work is having a plan. Right. Yes. You know, how, <laughs> however you make it fit with, you know, the grocery stores that you shop at or the farmer's markets, you know, wherever you're going, um, just having that plan is is crucial. When do you um, fit meal planning or, or um, menu planning into your uh, life? Like what day of the week or... Yeah, or just ha- like that. Because that's what I hear a lot of people say, well, I don't have time to plan. Right. Yeah. So oh, how do you I make like that say, happen? I like to start my week off on it, like usually on a Saturday or Sunday night. It's just like a great way to start the week. Start the week of like, what am I going to like... I mean, it's, I don't know, it's so arduous to just get down and do it. But once you do it and once it's done, you're just like, oh. Good. I feel I so much better, yeah. right? I feel so much better because like dinner time, I don't know about you, but it's just... It's a hot mess. It's a hot mess. I hate going like, oh, what am I going to make for dinner? Is it going to be cereal? Right. But once once you have a plan, you know what you're going to make. You just feel like you can conquer the world. Yeah, yep. you really do. You've already conquered Monday. <laughs> yeah. There, there was that um, uh, on Facebook. I saw there's this uh, uh, like speech by this uh, military guy, and he says you should make your bed every morning because then yep. you've accomplished something. Right. I'm not quite there on on the bed making situation, <laughs> but that's how I feel with meal planning. Like yes. when I've planned it out, I feel like I've I've made this ginormous accomplishment right. in terms of knowing that I'm going to eat better this week. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right, Caitlin, thank you so much for giving us a call today. And I'm glad to hear that you have made it fit into your daily life. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You as well. 
and I'm, I'm similar to Caitlin. So I do yep. my meal planning on Saturdays, but I do yep. it on Saturday mornings. So my Saturday mornings are the time for just a little bit slower mm-hmm. pace. Like I don't have to hit the ground with everything on fire on Saturday right. mornings. And so I get my second cup of coffee and I have a little notebook. Um, and the way I start is with breakfast because yep. and I plan out the breakfast for the week because those seem to be the easiest yeah, to plan. And something that a lot of people often, I think, forget about. Yeah, it's an right? afterthought. It's an afterthought. Yeah. And they skip it. And, and one, then, yeah. And then you end up just grabbing a Pop-Tart or something to, you know. Right, that's, right. And, and one thing that we do know from, you know, from research is that the people who lose weight and keep weight mm-hmm. off, you know, which there's an actual registry for that. Because when I read these statistics, I'm like, where yeah. did they come up with that? You know, right. There's an actual registry where people um, you know, enter in how much weight they've lost, how long they've kept it off for. And there are people who have gone in and pulled out the commonalities among these yep. folks who have maintained weight loss. And 78% of them eat breakfast. Yep. You know, on a daily basis. And so breakfast is often that, you know, afterthought type of thing. Yep. And so I always start my meal plans with breakfast, but I just do two. Yeah. Like, because breakfast is one of those meals that people tend to not mind eating very same. similar things oh, yeah. um, throughout the week. Whereas if you ate the same dinner every night, you would be grouchy. You get bored, you get bored yeah. with it. But breakfast doesn't seem to be quite that way. So you know, we usually either have overnight oats mm-hmm. um, or what we call nutty toast, which is just whole grain toast with a smear of nut butter yep. Yep. and a piece of fruit. Right. And so once I get those, I'm like, OK, I've got our breakfast plan for the week. Like I've done something. Done, yeah. Another cup of coffee. Bring right. it on, you know. And then I actually skip lunch and go to dinners yep. next because blend lunches. I'm going to try and use leftovers right. from dinner, you know. So then I move to my dinners and, and plan those out and then go back and fill in the lunches. And again, the lunches are usually either going to be wraps, salads, or bowls with just leftover ingredients from whatever we've had for dinner. Um, And so then I get that done on Saturday, and I don't go grocery shopping on Saturday because then it's it's like I've done my whole, like my whole day has been meal and food planning. Right. And so I just like to break it up, and that's how it works for me. So I do the meal planning on Saturday mornings, and then I do the grocery shopping Sunday afternoons. Um, And that, it's just the way. Actually, I just usually get the click list and they I get it on the way back from church. Like yep. I start from church and I open my car and they put the groceries in and voila. Um, and then I'm just set up for uh, success That's, that week. Exactly. It doesn't mean that, you know, you don't have setbacks during right. the week. I mean, That's there's life. some days you're sick or your kids are sick or, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. But if you've stocked the kitchen with some fundamental things like some whole right. grain bread, some nut butters, you know, some yep. oatmeal. Even if you're not feeling well, you can still put together. Yeah, still put yeah. together something that's not going to just totally go off the rails. Right. But just like um, Caitlin mentioned, if you uh, wait until five o'clock in the evening to go, mm-hmm. what am I making for dinner? It's never going to be a good no. thing, right? Because one, you're tired, yep. and you're hungry, and food, especially food that's high in fat, salt, and sugar, it's going to be real appealing. Yeah, it does that that light up thing in your head uh-huh. that makes you feel better and feel all comforted and snuggly mm-hmm. and all those kinds of things for a little while, and then you feel like, oh my god, oh. what did I just eat? Right. You know. So having that plan is is so very very important. Yes. All right. So let's get back to the going in the grocery store. Yes. And trying to wade through the all packaging that this yes. one says I'm gluten free. This one says I'm um, a whole grain. This one says I'm low in sodium. This one says low fat. This one says sugar free. What the right. heck are we supposed to do with all of that? I know, right? 
Like, what do you do with that? So there is so much. So first and foremost, you know, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Like with most things in life, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Use your common sense. God gave it to you. You've got it. Okay. (laughs) So use your common sense. Um, But just, you know, on the front of the package, especially, just really don't even pay attention to it. Yeah. Make sure it's the food you're looking for. And then just go ahead and turn it over to the label. Mm -hmm. Um, The label can be your best friend, even though it can be one of the most confusing um, things that you're going to look at. Um, But if you, you know, first of all, just orient yourself. If you've never looked at a food label, I would start there Mm -hmm. um, with, you know, what's a food label, but go ahead and turn it over. um, And always, always look at the serving size first, Mm -hmm. because currently that's what all those numbers apply to is if you just had one serving. So for example, if you got a box of cereal, right, it could say that the serving size is three fourths of a cup. And all of those numbers that are listed there apply if you only eat three-fourths of a cup. Right. And nobody eats three-fourths of a cup of exactly. cereal. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Um, so, you know, that's... it's a healthy cereal. <laughs> and then you <laughs> yeah. eat it and you're upset for the rest of the day because you're hungry. You yes. Know. Yes. So, you know, that's where I encourage people always, you know, start there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you skim down to the ingredients list, right, um, a good rule of thumb if you're trying to cut back processed foods or just trash <laughs> in general... <laughs> If you can find something that has five ingredients or less, that's yeah. usually a win, right. right? Or if you can't pronounce half of what's on that uh, ingredients list, or if your grandmother wouldn't recognize it, right? You know, I'm like, where do you find a plant that grows whatever that right word is? Right and there, a, you know? I don't think you do. I don't think you do, and so it probably <laughs> needs to stay away. Right. And so you mentioned the common sense, and that's the one I try and, and, and get folks to use. Like, think about what the product says it is. Yes. And then the ingredients should match that, right? right. Like, if it exactly. says wheat bread on it, right. when you flip it over, that first ingredient yes. should be whole wheat, wheat. Yes. on there. If it's, you know, if it says uh, uh, enriched, then mm-hmm. it's not. It's not a whole wheat product right. um, or you know if there's some other ingredient before you ever even get to the wheat you exactly. know if there's like sugar or caramel right something um, like that mm-hmm. yeah because you know I, you know just a, a side side note mm-hmm. a tidbit for your monday oh, oh i like these <laughs> um lots of wheat breads will just add caramel coloring yeah. to say it's you know wheat right, right. and I don't, a lot of people don't think realize that food companies can make a lot of claims that aren't necessarily true. So right. they there's can, different metrics that they have. There are different metrics for sure. Um, and so, for example, if they can say this is a low sodium item, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that generally is going to mean there's less than 140 milligrams of sodium per serving, serving right? But if you eat the whole bag of Takis, like I, <laughs> I would fall over, I think, just a shock if someone, you know, if there was a low sodium bag of Takis. You know, and theoretically, that should mean there's less than 140 milligrams per serving. But, but that's I like promise, in four chips or something. Right, four yeah. chips, because those, those bags, even the smaller bags still have like 10 servings, right? right? So it's still a high sodium food. Right, so just right. be aware of that. And, right. you know, if you see something that says it's fat-free or sugar-free or whatever, think if they take something out of a food, they have to add something back to make up for that. And it's usually in the form of sugar, salt, or fat. Right. So if something is fat-free... Um, you know, I promise they have most likely added salt sugar and, sugar and sugar to get mm-hmm. that flavor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or so. some completely artificial ingredient yeah. that, you know, gives you the same mouthfeel that right. that that fat tends to give you yes. those kinds of things, especially with sugar free products. Yes. Um, a lot of times they will have um, sugar alcohols added yes. to them and um, your body doesn't really know what to do no. with the sugar alcohol. And your tummy may be a little bit upset, oh, especially if you eat the whole thing of it so if you you know if you were to buy sugar-free 
um, I don't know, sugar-free gummy bears or yeah. sugar-free candies, okay? Your common sense should tell you this is still a candy, right? right. Um, and so just because they have replaced some of those sugars with a sugar alcohol or other components, I promise you're still getting um, the carbohydrates or other factors right. somewhere else right, right, from that product. Right. And it's so, not a health food, just it's so right, sugar-free on it. Here's the thing. It might not taste as good, you know, and some people might, you know, you may find something that it is sugar-free or whatever, and you think it just tastes, it's the bomb, whatever. That's great. But you should still use your common sense and watch your portion, watch your portion size, right? right? And those items are typically more expensive anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then claims that make no sense. Right. So, um, you know, again, making sure what the product is, that the label makes sense with that. You know, yeah. I saw um, something the other day that was it was bananas, and it said cholesterol-free. <laughs> yeah. And spoiler alert, all bananas are cholesterol-free. They always have been. Like, they always have right. been. There's, there's never been a banana out there that right. grew on a banana tree, tree. that came exactly. out with cholesterol in it. A similar you know? thing with, um, I had got a bottle of corn oil. And it said gluten-free and cholesterol-free. Oh, and goodness. I just had to laugh out loud, right? These, you know, food companies are marketing geniuses, you yeah. know, because they know we will will laugh it up. They're like, oh, gluten-free, that has to be healthy. That Let has get to it. be healthy. Let right? me get it, you know, and no cholesterol, okay? Right. Right before we take this break, I'm going to give you my one little tip for the day about cholesterol. Cholesterol only occurs in animal foods. So if it's a plant, it doesn't have cholesterol and it never has, never will so don't get sucked in by that marketing all right we're going to take our last break of the hour so you know guys this is the perfect time if you have a question or a comment to give us that call our number is one mpb ring and we'll be back in just a few This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell. Joining me today is Elena Dent, registered dietitian, and we have been talking all about healthy grocery shopping. And we've got about eight or nine minutes left in the show. So if you've got a question or a comment about grocery shopping or eating healthy, then we want to talk with you today. Now's the perfect time to call. That number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 And we are going to go straight on to the phone lines and talk with um, Eric in Liberty. Good morning, Eric. Good morning. Uh, I wanted to know, um, I'm a bachelor and I don't do a lot of cooking mm-hmm. except maybe meat and i was wondering um you know is eating something like green beans out of the can and like pickle veggies that's mm-hmm. in a bowl mm-hmm. and stuff like that you know and of course when i eat meat i you know skin the fat off the chicken right. and everything like and i boil it mm-hmm. and i i was wondering you know like I know that it's got sodium in the mm-hmm. cans and stuff, so I pour all the, the the liquid off it and then just put it in the skillet and put my water, put some water on it like mm-hmm. that. And I was wondering, is, is is that 
uh, kind of healthy because you know, I'm dieting right now. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. All right, Elena, what you got for him? Yeah. So first of all, um, congratulations. You're doing some great things mm-hmm. already. Thank My um, only suggestion would be um, when you're picking up those cans, if you find the ones that say no added salt to begin mm-hmm. with, start with that. Okay. And then when you pour the liquid out, go ahead and rinse those off with water and pour that out one time and then add it to your um, pan with your water. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, there was actually somebody who posted on social media it was a healthcare provider that was arguing that that didn't um really decrease the sodium content mm-hmm. um very much and i am as an evidence-based provider immediately went to the literature to see what it said right. and there were some studies out there that said you know rinsing uh, draining and then rinsing your canned items can decrease it anywhere from nine to 28 percent yeah and so when you're trying to shop on a budget and you need shelf stable items right that's a win in my book so make sure you you know just give it a good rinse and and get that stuff off of there and then don't forget your frozen section as well oh yeah because those are usually going to be uh ultra low sodium right just be mindful in the frozen section you don't want to get any of the vegetables that are in like a sauce sauce. yeah Yeah. like a butter sauce or a cheese sauce there but you're doing some great things eric so um you know having that plan and and making sure you include some vegetables on that plate is a good idea Yeah, that's great okay thank you man you're welcome thank you all right we're going to go down to gulfport and talk with pat good morning pat good morning how are you fine it's beautiful down here today oh good what can we help you with today? Well, I, I needed to add iron to my diet. Uh-huh. And I, iron pills and iron supplements have bad side effects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my daughter, who is a fitness person, suggested children's cereal. So I started researching, and I found things like shredded wheat had 100% of your iron for the day. Is that good? And if not, what other sources of iron that are convenient? Yeah, I do... Okay. Spinach in my smoothies, mm-hmm. but other than that, um, the cereal is about what I found the best for me. All right. Elena, yep. what are those iron-rich things we can add to our diet? Yep. So um, typically iron-rich foods most commonly are going to be meats, right. right? Specifically red meats right. most often. Um, livers. <laughs> right. Yeah, but, but if we've got a health-conscious focus, we might right. want to not have as we much of that. We might want to not have that. Um, and so spinach is usually a great mm-hmm. thing. Um, usually with iron, I encourage people, make sure no matter if you're taking it with food or you're taking a supplement that, um, you know, think that calcium and iron compete for absorption. So make sure you're not taking those at the same time mm-hmm. or um, close together. Which can be a problem with the cereals because most yes. people are going to put milk on their cereal, right. which is calcium rich. And right. so the iron in those cereals is not going to be absorbed as well. Right. 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 So, you, yeah. So, it, you know, if you're going to do one of those cereals, then yeah. it might be better to do, you know, that as like an actual snack, you know, so there's like yes. a little handful of, of the dry cereal. Yeah. Um, the green leafy vegetables, just like you mentioned spinach, Elena mentioned spinach as well. Those are iron rich. We tend to have a little bit more trouble absorbing iron from plant foods than right. from animal foods. We do. But vitamin C yes. helps you absorb more iron. So if you throw, you know, a vitamin C rich fruit into your smoothie with your spinach, yep. then you're going to increase the absorption there. Or if you're making a salad, like I always make sure to put you know, like some red bell peppers and mm-hmm. orange bell peppers and things like that on top of my salad. Great source of vitamin C. Right, because yeah. they're very vitamin C rich. And if I've got a dark green leafy veg on my salad, I'm going to absorb yes. more of that iron that way. Right. And you'll be more likely um, to absorb it if you're getting the iron from a variety. Right. A variety of, of, things, of food right? sources. Yeah. Um, even some. Strawberry, some... Have, 
the strawberries have vitamin C in them? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. So strawberries in my salad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I tend to not like fruits in my salad. I'm one of those weird people. But if you love it, it is an absolutely great way to add some vitamin C to your salad there. Yep. Yep. Okay, thank you so much. You're so welcome. Um, That was a great question um, there. All right, we've got a couple minutes left, Elena. So are there any um, aisles that are just home run aisles in terms of the grocery store for making sure that we get healthy items that are budget friendly? Right. Um, So besides the the produce section, right? right? That's a no-brainer. Always go to the aisle that's got your whole grains and some of the canned vegetables. Yeah. And also, you know, you'll have canned beans on that aisle because those... Great staples you can have on hand, um, and you don't even, you know, you won't have to think about it that much. Right. They're just things that you have a lot of. Right. So um, we always, always are going to have a few cans of black beans in my house. Oh, right? me too. Black um, beans and chickpeas. Yep. Yep. Always. So I think that's the aisle. And, you know, I always tell people if they, you know, for me personally, it's kind of like if something's out of sight, out of mind, right? Like I just don't need to walk by the Oreos and then <laughs> I'll forget they're there right. maybe, hopefully. Right. Um, but some people say, especially if your kids are shopping with you, you know, it may be hard for them to have to go down some aisles that are kind of triggering for them. Mm-hmm. If there's like a sugary cereal or something, right. make it a game with your kids, mm-hmm. right? To kids, see if you can find a cereal that has less than oh, that's a ten grams, one. right? Because you know we talked about earlier trying to make small changes at a time, mm-hmm. not trying to you know do it all at once. It can be overwhelming. So if you know that like sugar is a big thing for your family, especially breakfast, we tend to eat a lot of sugary things. Mm-hmm. Start with your kid's cereal and get your kid involved. They can work on math skills, learning what a food label is and say, okay, let's see which one of you can find a cereal that has less than 10 grams of sugar per serving. Oh, that's thing, an awesome right? little thing. To, Start I'm going to try that. And if you're someone that, you know, if you walk down that aisle, it's going to be really hard to not pick something up. Mm-hmm. Let your kids do it. And mm-hmm. then they bring back what they find. And you never had to go down <laughs> you that aisle. You never had to go down that so, aisle. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we tend to hear folks say shop the perimeter when yes. we're talking about healthy eating. But the bakery's on the perimeter. The bakery is on the <laughs> perimeter. Um, the uh, dairy and meats are also there as well, which mm-hmm. can, you can quickly get bad things there, too. Right. Right. And just like you mentioned, you're missing um, that aisle that has the whole grains and the beans on it. Yep. And then the one that I really utilize a lot, again, is that frozen section. Right. Not for frozen meals that are loaded with sodium, but for those right. frozen veggies that are not in a sauce. Yep. Right. And then the frozen fruits that are not packed in syrup. Exactly. Right? So just fruit. Like when I flip that label over, all it should say is whatever fruit is it supposed is. to be in it. Right. Yes. If it's supposed to be strawberries, it's just a right. strawberry. Right. It should be packed in Water. Water. That's it. <laughs> That's all you need. Yeah. All right. So, man, we got a lot of good information out yeah. there today. If you guys were listening and you didn't um, get your question answered, you can always send me an email at fit at mpbonline.org, and I'm happy um, to get you whatever information you need there. Um, so remember when you're doing healthy uh, grocery shopping, there were a couple of tips that we talked about. One was always having that plan, yes. making sure you plan, because if you don't plan, you fail, all right? right. Um, making sure you've got a good meal system put out there. Don't eat when you're hungry. Um, you and don't shop when you're hungry. Don't yeah. shop. Oh, that was, yeah, eat when you're hungry. That would be terrible. <laughs> eat when you're hungry. Don't but shop don't when shop you're hungry. hungry. Um, and just make sure that uh, food time is not a battle. That's you know, right. It should, it should not be a stressful time. Yeah. yeah. All right, Elena, thank you so much for coming thank on you for with me today. Me. Thanks to our callers and our listeners for a great show. And thanks as always to our producer, Kevin Farrell, for another great Monday. You've been listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio.